0: Welcome to Arts Career Evolutions by Out of the Arts. Your hosts are Beth and Amy. We will help you bridge the gap between an arts career and a career outside the arts industry. Welcome back to another podcast with Out of the Arts. We're here because we've got a question for y'all. Is transferable skills, is that a dirty word? We think transferable skills are something as badass... The technical definition is that these are skills used in one job or career that can also be used in another. Thanks dictionary.com. As always, a lot of this information is available on our website or social media. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram for this in text form. If you're driving along, if you're working on your resume and need help, we are offering resume writing services to help you write your skills in a way that everyone can appreciate them. Go to our website and find details under the services section.
1: So is transferable skills a dirty word? (sighs) There are so many schools of thought on this, but what I think it comes down to is that every skill, every experience, every strength is a double-edged sword. Detail oriented can mean you have trouble seeing the forest for the trees. Sometimes big picture thinker can mean that maybe you're not as strong a facilitator or planner being a great team player or leader can sometimes mean you're not a super strong independent worker or sometimes preferring to work independently can mean you don't like working with a team. The real trick here is learning both the strengths and weaknesses so you can apply things in the right context. Anything can be transferable if you have a good sense of when, where, and how you can apply your skills. I'm gonna repeat that. Anything can be transferable if you have a good sense of where, when, and how you can apply your skills. So think a little bit about what skills or techniques are you known for What do you employ to move things forward with a team? How about independently? How do you measure growth and change? All of these things are skills and qualities that you possess that are marketable depending on the job you're going for. So if you can explain your skill to be the best fit for an industry, the industry that you're looking to be hired in, then you're winning. That's the goal here. We want your future employer to see what you can do and how it's beneficial to them. Translating a skill for another industry, that's an art in itself. You need to show how that skill works for the new industry in terms of what the hiring manager understands. Industry experience is great, but it really comes down to helping them see that that's not really what it comes down to. You can learn the lingo. You can learn what you need to learn, I'm sure. So why, why do people knock the term or the idea of transferable skills?
0: The concern is that these skills aren't proven, right? So the concern is that you don't know how to do that skill in that industry or okay, that's great that you can do text analysis. You can't necessarily do it for me because you're analyzing something totally different. If you have great analysis skills, that analysis skill can be translated anywhere. You, you can read a script, you can read a law book, you can read policy written by someone else. I'm trying to think of obscure things, but... I think that those are the most consistent. It is really easy to translate the skill, but the problem is, come back to what the problem is, they worry that the skill isn't proven. This can be a problem for all skills. If you can't prove how successful you are at using that skill, then the employer doesn't know what to do with it. So you can say you're great at da- data analysis. But you have to show how you've used it to engage a team or grow a product.
1: And this is why we always say, qualify and quantify. Don't just say something for the sake of saying it because it's a buzzword or because you think it's what they want to hear. You need to give them context and show them how that skill brought your project or your team from point A to point B. That data always translates. Which is not something that we're
0: specifically good at. We're not, I, I mean, I can at least speak for myself. I know that I was not taught to quantify and qualify my work as an artist. I know that in even in graduate school, we weren't taught to quantify the scope of shows we were managing. We weren't taught to quantify the events we were designing for we weren't taught to do that and so i'm sure i'm not alone and and we see that we see that i'm not alone so i want you not to feel bad about not being able necessarily to do it because it's not something we're taught to do in the arts world which is kind of sad because it's even even moving from one artist job to another artist job, if you are an audio engineer for one company and you're trying to become an audio engineer for another company, you need to quantify the work you've been doing. So it's not even that this is a skill you need to translate from one industry to another. It's a skill you need to translate jobs, period, and it's not something we're taught to do.
1: That is very true. But it is... Possible to learn and possible to do. Truth.
0: So let's talk about some of those examples of skills that might be used in multiple industries. I'm going to start off with one that you might shake your head at, but let's talk about it. Coding. And why am I talking about coding on a theater podcast? I know too many lighting designers who also took computer programming classes. I know multiple performers who've also taken computer programming classes. and the, But the language skill set specifically from programming lighting and sound is not that different from programming computers. Because you have to think about, you start with A, you move to B, you move to C. And so this concept is, is not very different, at least from designers to coding programming when you know coding and technology you can work for a finance company or you can work in cybersecurity, or you can work in retail working on designing the website or designing how things in the back end accept payments or whatever like you can you can use coding for many different industries and just like theater skills just like some of the soft skills that we do talk about which we've talked about a lot, so I really wanted to talk about a harder skill today. This is something that can apply in multiple places.
1: It's so true. Now, I want to pick up on text analysis, which you mentioned earlier. And I want to go into this a little bit more because text analysis is something that a lot of us have because we read scripts or we, we read librettos or we read... Um, Even, like, program notes in the case of classical musicians or, like, all of these things, right? And we take this, like, generalized script or whatever it may be and figure out what they're saying. and, And not just, obviously, the words, but what's the meaning beyond them. That's something that we're really good at. That's something that we're taught to do. And then even beyond that, we're taught to take that and make something with it. This is such a cool thing that we're taught to do. And we've even had several lawyers on this podcast who swear by their ability to read legal documentation because they could read scripts and dissect them. To have meaningful conversations with others. So, like, that's a direct transferable skill that goes from two seemingly very, very different professions that more than one person have said they carry with them because of their theater training and background. So start thinking and wrapping your mind around these things. Something that doesn't seem like it would carry through absolutely can. What are some of the skills that you have that are transferable that maybe you didn't originally think were, but possibly could be? Think about all of the things you do to do your job. And try and put them in a different context. Or try and speak to someone. If you're interested in a particular job or industry, speak to someone in that job or industry. Ask them what they do on a regular basis. And then say, hey, I do those things too. Just in a different place or at a different time in a different context. And start to pick apart some of these skills that are skills. You may not even realize are transferable.
0: Well, and even you can talk to someone in, else, and you can also just look at different job advertisements, look at different job postings, and see what are the skills that they're looking for. And then is that a skill that you are already using? You know, we've done full episodes on transferable skills that you might have. So I don't know that we want to end up downriver too far but we want to make sure that you can find your skills right that's half of more than half your resume two-thirds your resume is about presenting your skills in a way that people will understand it so you need to be able to identify those skills talk to somebody else look at other job postings it can be really hard to understand the the skills that you have but I do want to talk through three steps that we typically encourage people to do to find the skills that they have. First, you want to look at what are the things you're good at. The things that you're good at. So don't stress about making it a skill with words that are marketable. I'm not worried about that right now. You can clarify that later. First, I want you to think about the things you're good at. Working with people. It's called collaboration. But if you write down working with people, that's cool. We can work with that. And that's a big one. That's something that companies are looking to see. They're looking to see people who can work in a team and come up with a bigger, brighter idea than would come from someone working in a silo. Working on an island. I always call it working on an island. I don't know why. Um, I wish I knew where I got that from. So, maybe one of your... Skills that you think you're good at is reading scripts and picking out the important parts. Text analysis, we keep using that as a theme, is something I think many of us have. So I want to make sure you're comfortable finding these skills. So your first step is to think about the things you're really good at. I don't care if you like it or not. I don't care if you use it or not. What are the things you're good at?
1: Another way to help you identify this is
0: what do other people come to you
1: for? Do people constantly call you for advice on the stock market or like maybe they call you to like who calls anyone I anymore I don't know why we use that as an example maybe they text you um (laughs) Uh, millennial problems. Um, maybe they text you to explain, to complain about, like, why their dog is eating poop and then they want an explanation or they're looking for reasoning. You're not a vet, but maybe you have that information. Maybe you're this, this person, the friend, the co-worker who just always has information. The thing here is that people from the outside can sometimes see something in us that we miss. And so think about how you interact with people and how they interact with you, and that's how you can find some of these skills as well.
0: And the last way to find skills that maybe should be applying is to think about the things you love to do. You know, earlier I talked about you should write down things you're really good at, and I don't care if you like to do them or not, because this should be on your list. You know, you're making a list of all your skills. What are things that are potentially beneficial to a new employer. What are the things that you love to do? What are things that maybe you've never applied to a job before, but you enjoy doing? Maybe you really like listening to podcasts and writing reviews. I hope, I hope, that you have enjoyed some of the things that you've been doing, some of the things that came out from the things that you're good at and the things people call you to do, I hope that those are also things that you enjoy doing, but maybe not, so I want to make sure that you don't miss out on those skills. And all of these skills, the things that you're good at, the things other people come to you for, and the things that you love to do, all of these are skills that we want you to be able to translate into a job that you're going to love. So whether you're looking at doing a long-term switch, a short-term switch, you just need another job. Using these skills and, and understanding where you want to go is, is only going to benefit you in the long run, and we want to make sure that you can present these transferable skills because every skill is transferable. Me and Amy even had a huge argument about it. Not that it was a real argument. It was like, it was a debate. Good word. It was a debate. About is every skill transferable? And every time I was like, I don't know, this might not be true. What about this skill? What about this skill? Um, we found ways around it. We found ways that the skill really is transferable. So, so I I have no I have no doubt every skill is transferable. I'm going to say it. I'm going to sing it from the rooftops. And we want you to be able to use these skills wherever you're wanting to go.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing. Every skill is transferable. But I think where the hang-up was in our debate and what what it came down to was that not every skill is going to be transferred. That's the thing. Every skill is transferable. Not every skill is going to be necessary in a new job or career. So you may have a skill that just lies dormant. That's okay too. You can find other ways to exercise that skill if you're not willing to let it go, or you can make sure you prioritize that skill so you're not letting it go. The important thing is that you can understand your skills well enough to be able to explain how it can be useful in a new job or context. So while the term transferable skill can be sometimes frowned upon, it's only because people don't understand or explain their skills. And hiring managers, if they're not familiar with your previous industry, can have trouble seeing how they might apply. So it's up to us to make sure that we can explain them in a way that your audience can understand. As always, thank you for listening. Don't forget to come join the conversation at outofthearts.com and on social media at outofthearts. Arts. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe, share, and tune in next time. Arts Career Evolutions podcast was created, written, and produced by Beth Partham and Amy Shake because we are super excited to flaunt our awesome transferable skills in any way we can. Speaking of, audio engineering by Beth Partham and music by Amy Shake. because as long as we're still paying on our student loans, you better bet we're going to keep using our degrees in the way they were intended. Arts Career Evolutions podcast is copyrighted by Out of the Arts LLC 2021.